I was giving 30% to this opportunity, 20% to this opportunity, 15% to this opportunity. And while I think that, you know, showing up in some way, whether it's 5% is better than not showing up at all. If you're showing up in the wrong things, then what's the point? Hi, and welcome to the Girl Who Can podcast. I am so, so happy you're here. It's time for you to remember that you are the girl who is valuable, inspiring, and deserves to live in the confidence that is uniquely yours. Because my friend, you are the girl who can, but we're also not a place that expects or promises perfection because striving and hustling for the perfect looking life, one, doesn't exist, and two, will rob you of who you were created to be. So stick around and let me remind you of how to be the girl who can with who you already are. In this podcast, we have conversations that inspire you to be productive, stay rooted in purpose, but also learn how to embrace the imperfection that is just part of the journey and remember that you're not alone in that. So hi, I'm Arissa, registered dietitian by trade, but most importantly, your friend, and I've made it my mission to live and share with you the importance of working hard, but also resting well. So I invite you to be the girl who shows up for herself as we get into today's episode. Hey everybody, and welcome back to the podcast. Happy for me, it's Saturday, but happy Wednesday. If you're listening to this when it comes out, it's a Saturday for me and it is a pretty lazy one. (laughs) Honestly, I am like itching to go and do something. I just bought a cute dress from Free People, got some white cowboy boots. I know the trend's kind of going out, but whatever, I got them. I live right near Austin, Texas. So I just want to go to a brewery, hang out. Um, No one's stopping me from doing that. It's just one a million degrees here. I'm talking a hundred plus and a little bit humid. That whole dress me looking cute situation would probably last about 10 seconds and then that's it. (laughs) And also I feel like I step outside and it costs me money. Gas is expensive. I, okay. I drove into Austin yesterday what was I doing? I needed to go drop off some clothes. I have a bunch of clothes and I was going to go donate them. And I went through six, uh, yeah, six tolls to go to Austin. It's like a 30 minute drive. And yeah, six tolls. I don't know how much I came out to probably like 10 bucks, not that big of a deal, but still like just driving, doing normal things. Why is everything just so expensive? I go outside and breathe and it's expensive, but inflation, you know, it's, it's here and we're, we're working through it. So I'm just, you know, cooking my meals at home, trying to have relaxing things I can do here. A little spa day. I went out on a walk this morning and also side note, I have been loving my morning walks. I used to be somebody who would get up 5.30, go to the gym, come home, do some more morning routine stuff, meditate, have my breakfast and go to work. Basically have like a whole entire day before I went to work. And I felt super successful. I felt great and it increased my energy for the day, set me up for the day. But I realized that I just like waking up and going on a light walk now. And in the beginning, when I started doing this, I kind of felt guilty. I was like, oh my gosh, I, I'm not as productive as I used to be. And I don't feel as successful, blah, blah, blah. Those are just lies that I fed myself. But I 
so enjoy just getting a glass of water, going on an outside walk. It's not at five in the morning anymore. Maybe it's 6.30, 7. Maybe that's still early to some people, but I love that time in the morning. It's crisp, it's cool, and it's just quiet. Nobody's really up, and I have sometimes gone for my walks and listened to nothing. Um, I'll listen to instrumental music. Is that what it's called? Yeah, some instrumental music or podcast or worship music or EDM. Honestly, it depends on my mood. So it's kind of nice to just wake my body up slowly versus like going gung-ho and go to the gym. Nothing wrong with it because I did it. And like I said, I felt great, but mm, just not where my body is at right now. And so, yeah, just going with what season I'm in and I'm loving it. And it's important to stay flexible in that way. But anyways, kind of feeds into what I wanted to talk about today. And it's just about success. So how I said when I was waking up in the morning and we're all told like, you got to join the 5am club. And honestly, I did read that book, 5am club. And we see all these books, you know, and it's like how to be happy, how to be successful, how to reach your goals, uh, and how to just maintain that. And that can seem so overwhelming. I've, I've said this in previous episodes about just the overachieving culture we have or to overproduce and constantly be just like hustle and grind. And while I think working hard is good and I think we should be taking action steps towards our goals. I think I find so often that like we, we're finding goals that where it's hard to keep or nobody really knows what success means or what does success feel like or are we supposed to trust trust our feelings? There's just so much information. And then it's like, okay, well, self-care and then self-care ends up becoming a chore because we're trying to be perfect at it. Can you see how just <laughs> like talking about this is overwhelming? There's just so many directions we can take. And okay, I'm not saying any of that is bad, but I'm saying it's just overwhelming and we don't know how to even define success. And I think someone might look at me and think, oh my gosh, she's so successful. She has a podcast and she has a job and she, I don't know, moved to a different state, whatever it might be. Someone might look at somebody who left their job and started a business and now the business is worth over a million dollars. Like that, someone might slap success on that or someone wants to lose weight and they lost 50 pounds. That's success. And I think success for sure is subjective. All those things that I kind of rambled off and said, whether it was weight or started a business, some people don't want that. And that's okay. Success is subjective, like I said, and it's so different based on the person that's trying to live it out. And not everyone is going to understand your path of success or your own definition of success. And so that's permission to, you know, put action into the goals that you see to be important to you. And as a dietitian, I see clients very often who, for example, want to lose weight and feel energized and healthy, but there might be people maybe in their life that are unsupportive or don't understand why she might be wanting to change some of these habits. So that goes to say others can can shape our view of what success looks like or what our goals are and it shakes our confidence if someone doesn't agree with a with something we want to do we feel like um okay i'm not going to do it like we constantly need 
affirmation from other people to define our success and me myself included like even starting this podcast I was like do you think this is a good idea do you think this is a good idea I'm thinking about doing this and I almost need affirmation but deep down like my gut knew that this is something that I wanted to do or I knew would be like a challenge for me and would be a little bit uncomfortable and so often I think we can do this we do know what maybe our success we close our eyes and what we want our life to look like but we're just a little bit too scared to put the action steps in place or put the goal, the right goals behind the dream. And when I say right goals, again, this is subjective to what your, what your dream is. But I think how we make the goal matters because oftentimes I see my clients when they come to me and I ask them, hey, what's your goal or what what goal do you want to make? And it might be as I'm a dietitian, they might say, I want to feel healthy or I want to lose X amount of pounds. And I see very often that we have this week of focus or a week of confidence within that goal. Let's just call it like this zone of confidence, if you will. So this can be a solid week, let's just say a solid month even, but then week two rolls around or a month two rolls around and then the unbelief comes in, whether it is the unbelief of others in your environment kind of pushing you or influencing you. And maybe in that moment, you feel like you can't speak for yourself because you haven't been rooted in this goal or action steps towards this goal for a long time. So it's easier for you to be influenced. Um, and, and I was, it just asked me to think so often, cause I see it so often, like, why does this happen? And I think it comes down to the fact that we aren't flexible with our success because when you're flexible, you're open, you're open to roll with the punches, keep moving forward, regardless of what happens, which Yes, I agree. Like can be very hard to do depending on what that punch is and what the circumstance is. But when a non-flexible person is thrown that curveball, they'll fluster, they'll complain, or most often, you know, they give up. It goes into the whole saying, well, life, life's hard and I'm too busy or I've stress in my life. And those are all real things, but sometimes they can't be trusted because they will influence our success. And we run away when things get hard, right? I'm all for working less to get more, but easy isn't always written about. And I'm sure we've all realized by now that life just isn't rainbows and butterflies when we want it to be. And that's because we see sometimes success as black and white. We win or we lose. There's guilt or there's glory and there's no in between. And when we see it like that, we're not allowing ourselves to be flexible within our success and ultimately within our goals. So that's when we kind of crumble. When life gets hard, we say peace out and try something else because we feel like the goal failed us when really it was our inability to be flexible. So I want to ask you to think of a time, the last time that you felt successful. What was it for? When was it? Just think of one thing. Um, The last time you felt successful. For me, it was actually a time I said no to something. And I felt successful that I was able to recognize my intentions and and values and 
this thing that I said no to was actually something that was going to bring me money. But I had to reflect on it of, is this going to actually bring me more stress? Is this in line of what I want my life to look like? The thing, the work that it's um, allowing into my life. And I recognize that it was actually just going to be more of a distraction than an opportunity. And as I said in the beginning of the episode, there is this pressure to be perfect and and go, go, go chase every opportunity or every opportunity given. And I truly feel like two years ago, maybe even like a year ago, if that opportunity presented itself to me, I'd be like, yeah, I can do that because I'm good at multitasking and it's going to bring me more money. And at the end of the day, I want more money and the more money is going to allow me to do X, Y, and Z. But I was sacrificing my own happiness and my own time to invest in things that poured up my cup. And ultimately, because I wasn't able to do, I wasn't, I was spreading myself so thin, I was giving 30% to this opportunity, 20% to this opportunity, 15% to this opportunity. And while I think that, you know, showing up it in some way, whether it's 5% is better than not showing up at all, if you're showing up in the wrong things, then what's the point? And so long story, I kind of like <laughs> went a little bit deeper into that, but ultimately I felt successful, you know, most recently when I said no to something and in some seasons of like life, I do think it's important to recognize when you're able to take risks and take opportunity. Like I think it is warranted in some seasons, but also knowing when no can mean a success in your life because I believe that that means you're dying to your old self. As I explained, I was dying to my old ways of needing to do more in order to equal success. I I felt successful saying no because I knew that wasn't going to serve me. It was really going to be a distraction versus an opportunity. And opportunity is kind of like that shiny thing that it's it's packaged up in. But when you be intentional and dig a little bit deeper and reflect versus being kind of so reactive, then you're able to see and and understand the difference of opportunity versus distraction. So hopefully that made sense. But something that you maybe thought of that you felt successful at, I want you to think about that success and what led up to that success too. Were you intentional behind the action steps that led you to that success? And ultimately what helps somebody be successful, whatever that might be, as I said, it's subjective. There are goals in place that are behind that or that come before that success. And With my clients as a dietitian, we're constantly setting goals, whether it's every week and then overarching goals for a month. And we constantly work through ways on how to set goals. It's not, yes, it's about the goal itself, but how we set them actually helps us keep the goals versus just kind of being like in a hamster wheel and constantly doing things over. We feel like things aren't working. And so... I want to give you guys four tips on how to set goals you'll actually keep to remember that we can do hard things. We are the girls who can, right? Like (laughs) that's the name of this podcast. So that's what I'm here to hopefully be in your ear to help remind you of. So tip one is setting goals that align with your values. 
And I see it so often, and I'm guilty of it too, where we set these goals that look really shiny and perfect on the outside, but don't really have roots to them. So what I mean by that is I tell my clients to be very specific with their goals, which I think is important. So for example, I want to lose X amount of weight by this date. Or for somebody else, maybe in a job, I want to make X amount of money by this date. Whatever those specific type goals are, I think being specific is important, but that's what kind of makes it look shiny and perfect and wrapped up with a bow on the outside, but there's no root. Like I said, there's no why. So setting goals that align with your values mean meaning taking that specific goal that you set and continue to ask yourself why. So I want to lose X amount of weight. That's the specific goal. Why? Maybe it's because you want to feel more energy. Why do you want to feel more energy? Because I want to be able to play with my kids and watch my kids grow and have a family. Okay, bingo. We found it. We found an answer to a why that was attached to a value. So family. And once you reach a value, once you continue to ask yourself why, that allows a root and an intention to be attached to that goal that makes it personal. And then the the personality behind that goal feeds into your determination because we cannot rely on motivation. And so when we think of that goal originally of I want to lose X amount of weight, okay, that we might think like, okay, I have to have the motivation to get up and work out and meal prep and buy veggies when I go to the grocery store. But We don't always have the motivation for that. Things happen. And so, but when you think about the goal, the original goal of I want to lose X amount of weight, you begin to think of when when times get hard or when you're throwing curveballs, you think about the value. Well, I want to add years onto my life because I want to see my kids grow and accomplish this. Then, okay, yeah, I'm going to drive to the grocery store because you're attaching this root to it. You're attaching this intention. So... That kind of just sums up tip tip number one, setting goals that align with your values. And if you don't know, like, what are values? Like, I don't even know. Google list of values and maybe start there. Look at a value, maybe one's important to you, and then write a goal around your value. And maybe that, that can be a starting place too. And so step, or not step, tip number two is work on your reactions when pursuing your goal. So what that means is just having awareness, having awareness around how you are perceiving things because something can be difficult in our lives and we can view it as being hard or a hurdle or a difficulty or we can view it as an opportunity to learn and increase kind of that that tolerance to be resilient and So just kind of checking your mindset around the way you're perceiving things or obstacles, battles that might come in your way. Even for example, kind of just tying into this whole like original goal that we set in in tip number one of I want to lose X amount of weight. Sometimes our body needs a rest day. Maybe your muscles are sore from working out. And so we can think of taking a rest day as the negative way of thinking would be, oh, I'm being, I'm lazy today. I didn't do anything and that means that I'm lazy and I have no motivation and I can't work out tomorrow because my body can't keep up with workouts. Or we can view it as a way of 
This is my body recharging and repairing for me to show up tomorrow in a more productive way to get a workout done. You see the big difference and I feel like more often than not, a lot of people from what I see too of my coaching that I do with my clients is that people, when they take a rest day, it's like, oh, I'm being lazy and I'm lazy. That's that's the identification that I put on me versus no, this productive rest, my body needs this. We are not supposed to be on 24-7 and go, go, go 24-7. And I think this really specifically applies to how we're showing up, maybe in our jobs. And I saw this statistic that said 70% of workers are disengaged with their jobs in the U.S. That is crazy, but I quite honestly believe it. And I think being disengaged is a reaction. I mean, if you really hate that job, then that's another situation and another conversation where we need to take action and do something about it. But instead of the reaction being oh my gosh, I hate this job. I don't want to go. Make it, I might not love everything about this company, but today I get to fill in the blank. And so there's a way to to be aware of your reaction around the situation and ultimately find meaning with it. So that was tip number two, work on your reactions when pursuing your goal. Tip number three is start big and work your way back. This might sound counterintuitive to what I usually say of start small, but this is kind of just a different way of saying it. Start big and work your way back. So for example, start big, get a piece of paper and write down what this big overarching goal is. And then make your small steps after that. Because so often I say, okay, let's let's start small and let's start one thing at a time, but for some people that gives them like a little bit of anxiety, especially if they are a bit of control freaks and want to take action. And so small steps kind of just feels like not enough. But if you turn it around and say, okay, let's let's think of this big goal. And then now let's make the action steps. Let's work backwards of what these steps need to be in order for you to achieve this big overarching goal. So it's kind of just another way to view it that I believe helps you see the roadmap from the beginning. And then you can, you know, make those those steps along the way to help you see the clear picture and hopefully keep to that goal. And the last tip is one that I've already mentioned in the beginning of the podcast, but being flexible and just reiterating really everything that I said of, for example, the last tip, you might set those little action steps to reach that big goal, but those steps might need to be in a different order as you go throughout your journey. And so learning how to be flexible of rearranging things as they come along your reactions sometimes won't always be the way we want them to be. As I am explaining, work on your reactions to pursue your goal. It's not going to be perfect. We're not going to wake up on the right side of the bed every single day and tell ourselves like, okay, I get to go to work. I understand that. But learning how to roll with the punches and say, okay, this is how I feel today, but I'm still going to try and be intentional in the way that I'm working. So then I know that I am still putting some sort of action uh, towards the the goal. And know that resting is a lot different than 
quitting. And this is a part of being flexible. There are going to be seasons where maybe things slow down. Maybe you take a pause, you take a rest, but you're you're not quitting. Again, that goes back into what are, what is your reaction? Instead of viewing it as, well, I quit, I, I didn't succeed at that goal, maybe it's just a rest, you're, you put it on a pause. And so knowing the difference, big difference between quitting and resting. And if you need the rest, re, maybe you use the rest season as a re-evaluation. Instead of seeing as a quitting season or, uh, yeah, things got busy and I, I, I crumble when things get busy, don't view it that way. See it as an opportunity to reevaluate there. If you are put in a rest season, there's a purpose for it. And so be intentional about it and work through it. And so these are four tips that I think all have one thing in common, and that is intention. And I think I've kind of sprinkled this throughout each each tip, but Intention itself, I believe, is a very overused and overlooked word, but really when we sit with it, there is a lot of meaning to it. And if you look back at point or tip one, how I said, set goals that align with your values, this is you asking yourself why. And that is what intention is. Sometimes we don't feel qualified to maybe make a particular goal and If you allow yourself to be given the opportunity to achieve it, then you're qualified. For example, I work with a lot of individuals who have limiting beliefs and they feel, they tell me very often like, I don't know if I can do this, like this is going to be hard. Well, you're here, aren't you? That's what I tell them. We're speaking. You made an investment to show up to this appointment. You made an investment financially and mentally committing to this process. So you gave yourself the opportunity. Therefore, you are capable and qualified to achieve the goal. And so then you're able to see the intention behind it that we are all qualified to work through the goals, the action steps in order to feel successful, in order to be successful. And ultimately, success again is subjective and it's not going to be always I lost x amount of weight or I made this amount of money it is whatever you want it to be it is whatever you're dreaming of and my friend it is always doable because you are qualified and you are so important and valued and able to go out there and feel successful and achieve your goals. And that's what I'm here to remind you of and hopefully give you a little bit of burst of motivation and action steps to know how to do these things and know that your journey is not going to be linear. My journey has not been linear, but it can be done with intention, like I said, with the the right action steps and how you make goals. And that's all I have for you guys today. So hopefully this served somebody out there. And if it did, feel free to please leave me a review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you're listening to this. It helps me out so, so much. And if you want to share this with a friend, invite more friends into the community. Love to see more girls here to know that they can be the girl who can. Also, go ahead and hang out with me on social media. We have a pod podcast. We have a podcast for the podcast. No, we have an Instagram for the podcast. It's called at the girl who can podcast, or you can hang out with me on my personal social media 
at Arissa Lujano. Let's be friends. And until then, I will chat with you guys next Wednesday. Have a good week. Bye guys. 